Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price. And it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. Yeah, it was relaxing, mate. I was on the farm, mate, doing farm work. Had a bit of a farmer's tan going on for a little bit just from here down. It was bloody brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. My cows are doing good, though, mate. My cows are doing good. So I was boxing our cows and all that, bro. I was on the farm. I was hitting cows. The cow workout, it's all the rage from Stephen Adams there. Welcome to The Jump. I am Rachel Nichols, joined by two-time WNBA All-Star, Janae oh Ogumake, and 2008 Finals MVP, Paul Pierce. Pa- Paula, are you in the cow workout? Would you do that with Adams? Oh, I mean, we already know he's a tough guy. You don't have to just go out there and continue to show people how tough you are, Stephen. Everybody's already scared of you. <laughs> This is true. Coming up, guys, jazz star Donovan Mitchell says he has spoken with Rudy Gobert and they are, quote, good. I'm going to see if these guys on the panel buy it. We will discuss that next. But first, the L.A. Clippers have shut down the team's practice facility as a precaution after a positive coronavirus test within the traveling party headed to Orlando tested positive. Sources told our Adrian Wojnarowski the Clippers can reopen the facility for workouts prior to the team's planned departure next Wednesday if they feel it's safe. So... Paul, we saw this happen with the Nuggets and the Nets last week. How concerning is it to you that another team has shut down his practice facility less than a month away from this restart? Well, yeah, this is very concerning because not only are you shut down because of the coronavirus, but it takes away valuable time that you need for all the months off uh, of getting the team back together, getting chemistry, getting back in shape. So this is significant for those ball clubs like Denver, Uh, like the Clippers to lose time uh, closing down their practice facility. I think, you know, in the long run, this could hurt them. Hmm. It's it's true, but I think it's better safe than sorry, right, guys? Because, you know, when the pandemic actually started, I think Steve Ballmer and Lawrence Frank bought all their players who needed it home gym equipment. So that preparation now will pay off once again. But... From a basketball perspective, I hear you, Paul. It's hard to go without a gym during this time leading up to the restart of the season. But if we think about the Clippers specifically, they, you know, from the start of the season, health was the number one priority. Being safe is going to be better so that they will be healthy going into the bubble. Yeah, I mean, Steve Ballmer combined uh, Uh net worth of $50 billion. He could have bought each player their own arena. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, dedication there. (laughs) Steve. Anyway, um, as for the eight teams not in the Orlando mix, sources told our Jackie McMullen, the NBA is in, quote, deep discussions on developing a second bubble that would allow those teams to play against each other. It would take place in Chicago, and the league is aiming for a September start. Now, Paul was not high on this idea earlier this week, so, Chanae, I want to give you a chance to answer first before he comes in with I know his strong opinion. Oh, my goodness. When I first heard this, I wasn't loving it, but I'm trying to make myself love it, so I'm gonna call it the bonus bubble. Now, with um, no summer league, I understand the need for teams to keep those touch points. So in theory, I think it makes sense, but in execution, I'm right there with Paul. It's not so easy. I sat through countless daily Zooms for months with the WMBPA that helped us construct one single protected, isolated site. 
And even now, my executive committee, like group chat on WhatsApp is still popping. We're still working through things. So to go through that process again is not, and you know, when you have the priority of making sure we don't put any more additional people at risk, mm -hmm. I'm not loving it as much. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, I think about this. If I'm a veteran and I've been chilling at home all this time, and you asked me to come to this bubble to play a lot of meaningless games, I'm gonna be like, man, y'all can have it. Maybe, <laughs> but it may be a good thing for the younger players. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to see who, you, who you're gonna develop, who you're gonna keep for next year. I mean, like you said, it's gonna be like a glorified summer league uh, situation if down there. If you're Steph Curry, I, I feel if like you're Clay Thompson, Paul, if you're Draymond Green, what are you yeah, saying to this? Um, I'm, 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 I'll see y'all next fine. year, man. I'll see y'all in training camp next year. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he, you know, he's established himself in the league. You know, I'll see y'all next year. I'll come back in better shape next year, y'all. There you go. All right, when I get down to our first bubble, our Orlando bubble, Donovan Mitchell addressed the rift between him and Rudy Gobert during a conference call yesterday. And he admitted it was, quote, no secret that problems started with what he, what people are calling Gobert's reckless behavior. I guess that's the best way to phrase it. But he does say that things between him and Rudy are better. Take a listen. You know, right now we're good. We're going out there ready to hoop. Um, and I think the biggest thing, you know, that, that kind of sucked was that it took away from the guys on the team. Obviously, you, Rudy and I had COVID and whatever happened, happened. But, you know, now we're ready to hoop and focused on the team as, as a whole, you know, because we're not really trying to keep taking attention away from what everybody's got going on. Obviously, we got Boyan now, so we have some guys that are really looking good and, and ready to step up. And uh, that's what we're really excited about. Chanae, do you buy that Mitchell and Gobert can coexist here as teammates? Donovan's my guy, Team Adidas, and let me just say this. Donovan Mitchell has been hearing what everyone has been saying about the Utah Jazz, and he, <laughs> use it, he uses it, I think, as motivation. I know this personally. I've said some things, and he's called me up over it. I've been checked, and I love it. That's why I love our little relationship. But all he wants to do is win. He knows it will not be easy, especially without Bogdanovich, but that is where his real focus is. And also, I have the same uh, osteopath physical therapist as Rudy Gobert. His name is uh, Fabrice Gutierrez. Mm -hmm. And I know Rudy's focus when it comes to training because I do the exact same routine in my training, and it ain't easy. So these guys are focused on what really matters, and it's showing people that you should never count them out. I am not worried about them. I think basketball is probably the hardest thing considering who they're missing, but they're focused on winning and playing the game the right way. Yeah, absolutely right. It was an accident, and I think Donovan knows that. I don't think Rudy clearly gave him the COVID knowingly. You know, I mean, he was playing around in the situation, and they wind up having it. So it, this is easy fix. You know, these guys got a common goal. They work hard. They're still young, all-stars in this league. They're still building. Of course they can coexist. They need one another right now. And this is a tremendous opportunity for both of them in this situation. I do want to say, by the way, we've shown that video of Rudy Gobert. Everybody has. We don't know for sure, by the way, that that behavior is what led to him or Donovan Mitchell getting sick. There's no real way to track how it came onto the Utah Jazz team. And I do commend Rudy for acknowledging he was reckless and for really afterward, not only apologizing, but making a lot of effort to help the community there as all of Salt Lake City dealt with a COVID inundation like the rest of this country. So I, I do give him a lot of respect for that and also to Donovan Mitchell for saying, hey, this is in the past. We're a team. We're going to go win. I appreciate that a lot. All right, coming up, 
The NBA has a responsibility, yes, to give its viewers more during the bubble experience, but how much access is too much? I'm going to ask our two hoopers next on the jump. First, though, our countdown of the season's best plays continues. Guys, there's 27 days left until the season starts, so here's PG at number 27. Can't let Marcus Morris Sr. get to his to the middle. Over the shot clock, scraping Staples Center's roof. Are they going to count the basket? I think they did. Wow. Reminds me of a Larry Bird shot that he made back in the mid 80s from behind the backboard. Well, that's now a Paul George shot in 2020. I like it. The Jump is brought to you by. Disney Plus, all of your favorites, all in one place. Sign up today. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. The basketball tournament is back this year with a fully quarantined 24-team single elimination bracket played over 10 days in Columbus, Ohio. Million-dollar winner-take-all first prize. The games begin tomorrow. 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the app. So as NBA teams prepare to leave for Orlando in less than a week, one of the biggest questions still looming is what are these games going to look and sound like with no fans in the stands? Adam Silver has promised, quote, unique, never-before-seen camera angles, enhanced audio, and virtual halftime performances. The camera angles thing could be good. Can we bring this look back, please, from the 2001 All-Star Game? Honestly, though, what I'm here for is the enhanced audio. Have you heard what these players say to each other on the court? And I know it's been a while since we had real basketball, so just here's a little refresher for you. over our headset microphone. As I saw the word. Yeah, uh, and just wait until these guys are playing in a quiet gym. The commissioner said that because of that, players, quote, might have to adapt their language a little bit, knowing that what they say will be picked up by microphones. And to that I say, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> My guess is instead they will end up doing the other thing Silver floated, which is broadcast games on a few seconds delay. But honestly, focusing on the cursing really isn't the point anyway. What I am much more interested in is if the NBA is really going to allow fans to hear the conversations, the comedy, and the conflicts that they have never had access to before. And, and yeah, I know that the broadcasters always do those wired-in segments, but because the league pretty significantly limits what the broadcasters are allowed to show, they often end up like this. Let's continue to be solid, stay solid, make them go through us to score, okay, and play without fouling. 
very solid, not exactly juicy, and that is because players and coaches usually do not want the good stuff out there. Remember a couple of years ago, the TNT broadcast somehow got away with airing a clip of Steve Kerr asking Kevin Durant to trust his Warriors teammates more? Well, it sparked a whole extra round of does KD really feel like he's part of the team questions, which Kerr was pissed at. And trust me, I get it. But what I also get is that the world has changed. The NBA isn't just competing with other sports for eyeballs anymore. There's reality TV, there's Instagram and Twitch and so many other places where fans are now conditioned to expect a much more intimate look at what's really going on. We all sit at LeBron James family dinner table for Taco Tuesday. We all hang out on the couch with Devin Booker when he's playing Call of Duty. We were all invited into the room when the Kardashian sisters gave each other bikini waxes. And, and no, I, I don't need that level of intimacy from Greg Popovich. Thank you very much. But I do think it would make this NBA restart more engaging if the league allows fans to get at least a little more real with the conversations, jokes, and, and general insanity that goes on during games. What if when you turned on a Lakers game, the broadcasters were allowed to give you the option to watch a camera trained on the bench where Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Rajon Rondo and maybe Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee would all be mic'd up the whole time? You, you might get more people tuning in for that than the game itself. Or, or what if you got to hear all the things Joel Embiid really says to Hassan Whiteside? Or, or the way that Rajon Rondo knows opposing teams plays so well, he will troll guys by telling them that they are out of position. And I do want to make clear, I'm not just suggesting an open mic. There should still be someone in the production truck making sure the world doesn't hear conversations that go too deep into strategy or, or anything that would be truly embarrassing to the player or the league. But there is room between that and what we have now. And for a playoffs where everything is going to be something of an experiment, giving fans real enhanced audio, that might be the best experiment of all. So, Paul, I got to ask you, you were quite the trash talker in your day. Um, even beyond yeah. that, how much access do you think is too much in the bubble? What should be more or well, what should be off limits? I don't think there should be limits to this. Come on. I mean, we already don't have the fans in the stands. I mean, let me hear all the juicy stuff. Like you said, we live in a world of reality TV. I want to hear it all. I mean, <laughs> you know, the NBA, they're not going to make the players look bad. You know, they're going to have things that are recorded. They're not going to be able to play back. Yeah, they do that today. You know, I've been mic'd up probably saying some things. They're like, okay, we're not going to air that. But the things on the court, the raw emotions, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, come on, give me something. I need something. I can't, I can't just sit here and watch a game with no fans. I'm going to be interested in, you know, guys, you know, it's not even like that no more. You know, guys are going to be on the court, like, making dinner plans. Hey, man, who cut your hair, man? You know what? No, who, who's, your, who's your fashion designer? That's the type of conversations we gonna hear, man. We're not gonna be hearing none of that stuff. This trash, this trash talking era is over. Oh, please. You heard that montage I, I played? Hear it. But I still wanna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanna hear it, though. You're, you're right, Paul. You're right, Paul. Anything on the court I feel like is fair game, obviously done responsibly. I'm here for all access. But to me, it all depends on player consent, you know, especially off the court. Team consent, even the NBPA co-sign. Now, for example, I just thought of The Last Dance. It took Michael Jordan, MJ, 20 years for him to be comfortable with us seeing and experiencing all aspects of his life. And he's retired now, so it's not like he has to deal with those like media scrums, waiting for you daily, watching your every decision and every move. So I think having players all in one place is gonna be an unparalleled experience. 
But I also think we have to remember that we are in unprecedented times where support systems that you normally have yes. every day or every practice or even every game, they're not going to be there in the same way. Athletes are humans too. Very fortunate human beings, but we're still human. So as long as you protect them off the court, on the court, yeah, fair game. I mean, yeah, like think about this show, right? What we say, the conversations we have, we all know we're on television. I, I think when these guys step onto the court or the bench, they know they're on television. And, and that switch could be yes. made to mentally be like, all right, anything I say in this room on this building, just like when you guys put that microphone on, anything we say, even during a commercial break sometimes, gets out to the world, and, and they'll just know that. And you're right, the Players Association has to buy in. But, Paul, can you imagine... If your Celtics teams, the just Mike was on for a lot of, of those periods, and I don't even just mean KG and all the words out of his mouth, um, but you know, I mean, you had some all-time talkers on oh that team, funny guys. Parental, parental guidance would have been needed. It would have, if we had to categorize it, if you had to say it was a thriller, comedy, or or horror. I would probably put it in a, in a, in a thriller category. So, See, and you that's, know, watch at your own convenience. Slash horror. <laughs> that's true. Remember, ratings were down, right, this season? That there is more going on, and this postseason, the NBA may very well be competing with Major League Baseball, with the U.S. Open, college football, football. There's going to be more stuff, hopefully, cross our fingers as a country, we can get all this going again than they've ever had to compete with during the playoffs. I would like to hear a little bit more. Doesn't that be everything but I would like to hear a little bit more about what these guys are saying all right guys coming up we got a very fun guest joining the three of us inside the NBA's Kenny Smith joins the show he's going to talk to us about his basketball Academy the Orlando bubble and how much faith he has in this year's Rockets first though here's our distant replay it's from this date in 2001 for the record the Vancouver Grizzlies won their first game but you're going to clap when I say that that was your cue thank you and they won that game with a roster that included Benoit Benjamin, Kenny Gaddison, and Blue Edwards. The expansion Grizz only won 14 more games that 95 season, but nobody's counting now that they're moving. It's official. Vancouver to Memphis, 2,528 miles away. The NBA approves the Grizzles' move to Memphis, a franchise that has never won more than 29 games in a season. Welcome to Graceland, Shane Battier. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico Eat. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. Dunk contest is officially on right now. Yep, he didn't get that nickname for nothing, people. Two-time NBA champ, Emmy-winning broadcaster for Inside the NBA on TNT, Kenny the Jet Smith. Thank you for joining the jump. Uh oh, 
Paul knows how this feels. It I, it hurts watching those videos now. Like, yo, I had a little bounce. I forgot I had some buddies back then. I, I, you know what? It hurts watching those videos. Like, man, where did those days go? No hair now. Like, it's, oh, my God. It's all different. You can feel so the landing. Oh, <laughs> Kenny, I want to ask you about this Jet Academy that you are starting up. This is virtual basketball camp. It starts in this month in July. This is so killer. Why did you decide to do this? I was sitting at home, the social distancing, the pandemic, and I'm like, my camp was canceled, my son's camps, my daughter camps. I was like, why should social distancing and pandemic stop their growth in any sport or anything they want to do? So I created the first virtual basketball camp online it works on any device anywhere cellular as long as you have wi-fi or cell service and your favorite nba and WNBA players we become your personal trainers for two hours Damn. two hours a day we got kimball walker we got trey young victor oladipo mvp brianna stewart Brittany griner and for two hours and what i want to differentiate oh, wow. guys it's live like it's not it's not like a tape and you pop in. It's live. You can watch it later. Right. But it's live. You can interact. You can ask questions. You can upload your video. We critique it right there, right now. TheJetAcademyCamp.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is good. I love this idea. I, I, this might be more interesting than what happens in Orlando, or maybe some of those guys might want to go to the Jet Academy while they're in there, just get some advice from you guys while they're down there. There are going to be 22 teams down in Orlando, Kenny. Do you like the format? Do you think this is even going to work? I think that um, I'm just happy for basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic but cautious at the same time. Because the caution is obviously because this is, a you know, the, the quickest spreading virus that we've ever seen and, um, you know, and the most deadly in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that's the, the uh, caution. Uh, playing basketball, of course, I want to see it, want to uh, enjoy it, want to see a champion crown. But, you know, we don't know what cautions, you know, guys like if what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Because I, I've seen some people have been super cautious and they come back and say, they have it. Right. I see the people who've been, I would, in my mind, would be saying, well, they were a little reckless. And they would say, <laughs> they didn't get it. Right. So, right. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it's a decision not just for the players to participate, but the broadcasters, too. Um, your TNT colleague, Marvelous Marv Albert, has opted out of Orlando due to coronavirus concerns. I loved his line. He said, I'm 79, but everyone should know that's the new 78. Um, have you decided, Kenny, whether you're going to go to travel to Orlando or not? Well, they haven't asked out too. I think we initially our crew probably is going to be in Atlanta, which is more of a, a, a you know more of a smaller bubble, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we, we're still working out those details. I, I, Paul, I asked this question in Kenny too. Like, twenty-three-year-old Kenny, I would <laughs> run into the bubble like I don't care, like because I had I wasn't married, no kids. My mom and dad lived in New York. I played with Sacramento. Let's who? Thirty-year-old Kenny. Right. I'd have been like, I got it. I'm married now. I got a kid. My mom and dad just moved to Houston area. Like, I have different responsibilities. Would y'all have jumped in to this and, and and easily? I don't know. I'm just. I, I'm. I want to see what you guys think. Yeah. That, yeah. I think you're absolutely right, Kenny. I mean, the, the older you get, when you got more responsibilities, you've been out for three or four months. And then think about this, you know, in those three or four months, for some of that time, you didn't have gym access. Right. So I probably would have been like, man, I'll catch y'all next season, especially if we weren't on a team that wasn't going to win a championship. And my sister, my sister just turned 30 years old. 
And so she's going into the bubble. And unfortunately, I have to break some news, Kenny. You know, the game has kind of changed. Science has helped these players stay at their prime. We talk about it with LeBron James. So yes, even though you're 23 or 30 or even 33, I think there's energy to get back there. And I know you understand that. But like um, I said, I'm here in Houston, Texas. I was with my family yesterday celebrating my sister. But I grew up watching the Comets and the Rockets. And obviously, I think our glory days were your championship years. <laughs> yeah. So in the bubble, with the play, um, I'm just wondering, what is the ceiling? What do you think is the ceiling for this Rockets team, this new iteration, you know, with James Harden finally fresh and also Russell Westbrook, who has sort of gotten the keys, another set of keys. What do you think the ceiling is for the squad? Well, they're going to fit right in because, you know, this is a new season. Anybody who thinks this, this is a season that is continue, I think, is kind of looking at it differently. Because I think all of us know as a player, when I had three to four months off as a rookie the second year, I had an understanding of the league that I didn't have before. And now I have a scouting report. Oh, John Stockton likes to go right and left. Blah, blah, blah. I went from 12 points a game to 17. They've had the same amount of John Morant. He had yeah. the same amount of time off that he would have going into his second season. He's a second-year guy coming here now. So it's a different environment. The Rockets, you know, they play that penetrate pitch ball. They don't have to have continuity. They, it's just the same way you always play. So they have a clear advantage. I would say the Rockets, if they had Clint Capella, I would say they could win it all. Woo. Wow. Well, they don't have Quinn Capella. Ooh, they are microball uh, right now. <laughs> you know that. I want to switch gears. still paying Kenny, huh? Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, think about this ball. Like, LeBron's teams, traditionally, when they come back or when they start a season over his long career, they, they ascend. They just get better and better and better. Right. He doesn't normally start out, like, 17 and 0. That's you, those young teams, Denver's and Portland. I mean, Denver's, um, uh, Boston, Milwaukee. They train yeah. differently, young Absolutely. guys. Did you train the same way your first couple of years that you trained your last? Let's not get into Paul's training in his no, last year, okay? Uh, no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> All right, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Oh, my goodness. Kenny, I want to ask you. I want to ask, they are still paying you, aha. Well, I want to ask you about you, right? And, and about teams in front offices. Look, we're having the conversation we should have been having earlier and earlier about putting more African-Americans in key front office positions. I know that despite your incredible success as a broadcaster for 20 years, you have been interested in going into a front office. In fact, you recently told front office sports it is, quote, inevitable that you'll eventually move on from broadcasting. Where is that for you? Do you think it's something you'd want to do in the next year or two? Do you feel like those opportunities are going to be there for you? I think they should, and they would. I even like you, our panel right here, of course. Like, why? I, I don't. I never understood why sports. You could do something for 20 years, 15 years, and then when you're out of it, you're not the top consultant. Right. You're like, oh no, Paul, start in the film room. Like, right. what do you mean? The information that you have as a basketball <laughs> player, like is valuable. Yes. You understand players, you understand agents, you understand runners, you understand AAU, you understand the whole process because you not only been it, you lived it. So it's sports is the only thing where they try to fool you and say your value doesn't count. Like now there are things that every NBA team over my 20 years at Turner have told me that they've told no one else. I have sure. information no one else had. 
Paul has information that no one else had. So Paul Pierce could run a team. He can learn the analytical part of it, but they could never learn the information that he has. That's where it is. And, and what we always say, and Cheney is like, I'm not saying that every team should have a black general manager or owner, but it shouldn't be disproportionate. It shouldn't be like the jail system, yeah. a disproportionate rate of people in jail. <laughs> like, it should be, should be proportionate in terms of NBA executives, coaches, to what it is to the players. If there's a proportion, disproportionate rate of players, why isn't it in the same way people who run front offices? Uh, you know, the NBA champion, Messiah Jerry, you know, African-American, NBA champion, you know, uh, they, rent, they, they have their current NBA champions. It's not the Elton Brand. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers are now turning the corner. The valuable... If I could pick Paul uh, Paul Pierce's brain and Chinney's brain and put that in certain executives, they would win championships all the time. Or at least be in position, at least. Not no question. Back 10 years. <laughs> Jet, all right, look, there's a lot of people in the streets to this day, and I know you get this all the time. If MJ didn't retire, I don't know if you'd be sitting on them two rings, player. I don't know. I tell Sam this all the time when we argue. I tell Sam Cassell this. I'm going to tell you this. First <laughs> you of all, think? would you, you want to want to match up with that squad? Yeah, I, yo, <laughs> hey, hey, Paul, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. He's the GOAT. He is the best basketball player, bar none. But those two mm -hmm. years we won, he did not have the best teams. He wouldn't have had the best team. And, and I, you know, regular season's different, but we were 3-1 and one against his first. I mean, his, when they were um, first three, when they won their first three, we were 6-1 and one against them in the regular season. All right, it's regular season. Mm -hmm. You say Michael's different than a player. 6-1, and one, Right. <laughs> I, no, this is not Smith versus Jordan. It's different, though. It's, it, that's Rockets. No. But I'm just saying, now, the difference, yeah. what I really feel, Paul, is the years that they didn't win, he didn't have the best. He wouldn't have had the best team because Horace Grant was in Orlando. Right. And Dennis Rodman right. was in San Antonio. They would have been too small. Yes, that's why yes. They that's why they couldn't beat Orlando. It wasn't because he came back in 17 points, yeah. 17 games. He was getting 55. It was they were too small. Right. We swept that team. Yeah. The team they lost, we swept. They, <laughs> now, if they had Dennis Rodman. Speak on it, Ken. Horace Grant. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, hey, I'm going to lay my head down. I'm like, no, I wouldn't be sitting here. No. But without those two guys, no, with but, a key. But you know what? Dream was, Kenny, Dream was on a different level, too. The, Dream was on a different level. <laughs> but they were just too small. Oh, That's why man. they couldn't be Shaq. They couldn't be Shaq that year. They were too right, small. Right. You know, Wait. but if they had hard. Shanae could listen to you, Kenny, say this for like the next 10 minutes. We'll keep you on during the break. We got to go. All but Kenny, long. thanks so much for joining us. Love hearing about your basketball academy. Everybody go All look right, that Jen. up because it sounds amazing. Uh, coming up here on the jump, we got Malika Andrews joining us from the bubble in Orlando. She has made it inside. She's going to share her experiences, explain some of the procedures that is coming up next on The Jump. GEICO presents Monster Counseling. 
Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Coming up next, 20 minutes of Jalen and Jacoby, highly questionable around the horn. Then Sports Center's at 5 with the PTI guys joining the show at 5.30. And another Sports Center at 10.30 Eastern. We now welcome in our ESPN reporter, Malika Andrews, who along with our intrepid producer, Melinda Adams, has made it physically onto the NBA's Orlando campus. Malika, what is it like for you guys to be there right now? I mean, Rachel, Melinda is the real MVP, but as of 11.59 (laughs) Eastern, yes, (laughs) but as of 11.59 Eastern last night, it is locked down in the hotel. We are fully in quarantine. And what that means is we were transferred from the hotel site that we had been at with NBA staff actually into the hotel we will be in for the duration. And we get to leave once a day. And when we leave, it is to go get tested. Uh, my testing time is 2.30. It's a swab up one nostril, a swab up the other nostril, and then I get to come back to my room. And that's that's going to be it. My quarantine period, it's seven days total, which is a little bit longer than what the players are going through and the reason for that is just because the players are going to not be flying commercial so they have a little bit more of a contained environment Um, so for right now this green band that I am wearing it means I am fully in quarantine Uh, they gave me this lovely Disney band which Mm, is how I get in and out of the rooms yeah see how I get in and out of the rooms and then on um, when I'm finished with my quarantine, I will trade this this green band that looks like I'm going clubbing somewhere. I'll trade that in for the aura ring, which is the <laughs> ring that the players are also going to be wearing that uh, detects any early signs of coronavirus, whether that be your temperature or your your oxygen output, things like that. And then I will also trade it in for the band that will beep if I get within six feet of you or anybody else. So <laughs> those are the things that I'm going to be handing off for once I clear quarantine. <laughs> Today has an important question, Malika, Malika, this is going... Yes, very important. This is going to be a very memorable first trip to Disney World for you. So here's the question. (laughs) When we were negotiating the bubble return to play, you know, the executive committee of the WMBPA and MBPA, in order of importance for athletes, number one was obviously health and safety. Number two Mm -hmm. was food. Now, what is your experience (laughs) when it comes to food? Because... Fuel for these athletes is extremely important, something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but is vital. Yeah, I mean, that was a big question that I had, too, is what is the chow situation going to look like? And what it is, Chanae, is that three times a day at 8 a.m., at noon and at 6 p.m., um, a lovely man or woman comes to my door. They knock, and I open my door a couple of seconds later to give them ample time to move away from the door, and there are usually two bags full of food. And rather than having someone sort through each individual bag and say, well, Malika doesn't really want the croissant sandwich, she just wants to have the pasta, they include everything. So it's like five meals in one per meal to avoid that extra handling of the food. So that's why I'm getting so much food every day. Breakfast this morning, you had the option of a breakfast sandwich. You had bacon, you had oatmeal, you had orange juice, you had fruit. I mean, there was just so many options and that's just because they don't want to add that extra touching of all of the food. Important question. Yeah, (laughs) Janae's gotta know, all right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I do want to get to like leaving and coming and going. Uh, multiple NBA players, Malika, including the Jazz's Mike Conley, Celtics Gordon Hayward, they're mm. each expecting the birth of a child during this restart. Mm -hmm. Conley's is due in late August. Hayward's wife is due in September. And I want you to take a listen. Here's what Hayward said earlier today on what he plans to do if he's still playing when the baby arrives. It's a pretty easy decision for me on that. Um, I've been at the birth of every one of my children and I uh, think there are more important things in life. So, like I said, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I know the NBA has a protocol in place for that type of thing and hopefully it's it's I can do the, the quarantining and testing the, right, the appropriate amount of time and then, you know, be back with, with the boys. So Malika, what is the process? What is the process for someone like Gordon to re-enter the bubble after he leaves for the birth of a child because that is going to be the thick of the playoffs for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, in all of those negotiations that Cheney just mentioned, one of the important things that they ironed out was to make sure that there was some room for excused absences, and the birth of a child absolutely falls under that excused absence. So in that instance, if a player is to leave for more, for less than seven days, if they are to go away for less than seven days and be tested and test negative, every single day that they're gone, they would come back to the bubble and they would be able to quarantine for just four days, uh, assuming they continue to test negative before getting re-emerged into play. If a player, though, is to leave the bubble without that excused absence, then if they decided to return, they would be subject to quarantine for 10 days. So it's a lot longer stretch. Um, and I actually, I've talked to one uh, coach, assistant coach, who is also expecting a child. And for, for that person, what they're going to do is come into the bubble late. So they are mm. trying to make safe modifications as they can uh, for those sorts of life events. Oh, I love it about the NBA that the culture now is that, that players should be there and, and do this for that. That's certainly a change from what we saw a few decades Decades ago, Malik, I do want to catch you up, uh, catch up with you on the Nets, though, because you've been following them all year. They have suffered more losses to the bubble than any other team. Mm -hmm. KD, Kyrie, Nick Claxton all out rehabbing mm -hmm. injuries. Wilson Chandler opted to remain with family. DeAndre Jordan says he's not going to travel after testing positive for COVID-19. And even Spencer Dinwiddie still unsure if he will recover from the virus in time to join them in Orlando. So how are the Nets dealing with all these setbacks? Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. Yeah, I mean, Sean Mark said the other day that it was never really a question for them of whether or not they would come to Orlando to compete. They felt it was their job. They're going to put a team together and they're going to compete down in Orlando. But that team, like you mentioned, with all those guys missing, is going to look so vastly different than the team that we saw throughout the season, especially because, as you know, Rachel, we were at that Lakers game right before the season ended. Yep. Uh, the, the Wilson Chandler, he was starting. He's not going to be there. DeAndre Jordan, at that point, he was starting. He's not going to be there. Spencer Dinwiddie, another starter uh, that we may or may not see. But what's been interesting is Spencer is really the only guy that we've seen chronicle his uh, COVID journey. He's been tweeting actively about it. He shared that he is experiencing symptoms. The Nets delivered workout equipment to his home, which he said he hasn't yet been able to use, but he's hopeful to do so. And another thing to keep in mind is that players who are replaced, 
So if the Nets elect to replace DeAndre Jordan, he is free and clear, right? But if they do not elect to replace him, he could follow. Uh, he could be fined. He could he could have some financial ver burden and stand to lose up to 1.2 million dollars, according mm. to Bobby Marks. And then you have Karis LeVert, who is saying, you know, he's good to go for right now. He's feeling healthy. But you have to wonder when so many other guys are saying, you know, I just don't feel safe. How could that potentially affect him? And then you have to feel for Jacques Vaughn, who's trying to coach for a head coaching gig in this league with this team currently. So there is so much going on with the Nets. And Chris Middleton with the Bucks. we were speaking with him earlier today, and we asked him, who are you most interested to see? You know, is it going to be the Sixers, who now they don't have home and away courts, and that could potentially make them a better team? Is it going to be the Raptors, who are finally healthy? He said, no, it's going to be the Nets, because they're going to look so different than they did all season long. I would be interested to check out uh, LeVert, truthfully, in all of this, because mm. when the Nets talk, when I hear Kyrie, when I hear KD, and they talk about they need another star, I think he could be that guy. So I think this is a very important moment for him. Uh, these, this end of the season, this whole bubble uh, isolation thing, I think this is very important for him. If he goes out there and balls out, they might not need that third star that they're talking about because he could be in a package uh, and be moved this summer. So I, I think this is a, a very good opportunity for him to just prove himself uh, of being a mainstay for the Nets. Right, but Paul, if Bradley Beal balls out, that's a whole nother Nets situation. So, you know, we'll have to just figure it out. <laughs> Malika, thank you so much Thanks for joining so much. us. We will have some breaking news on Victor Oladipo next, so everyone stick with us. First, though, it's time for our second distant replay of the day. This one is from 2017. Boston with the ball. They made just one field goal the last few minutes. In fact, one of seven, and that's an oh my moment. Way Number up top, Locke still Jason looking at me as Jason Tatum rocks the rim. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that was a powerful move by the 19-year-old. He goes six eight, about two ten. That's against an NBA defender too. Breaking news on the jump. Victor Oladipo has told reporters he is opting out of joining the Pacers, saying, quote, I truly believe continuing on the course I'm on, getting fully healthy for the 2021 season is the right decision for me. Paul, what is your reaction to that? Well, I, I agree with him. You know, he was able to come back this year, and he just never got back to that all-star form, even though he didn't play that many games. You know, he just wasn't himself. So I think this is a great move for him going into the summer just to get his legs under him, just to get back in great shape, uh, you know, just get back from injury to where he's comfortable being the Ola, Oladipo that we saw a few years ago, a couple years ago when he was playing in that all-star game. I can totally relate. I'm actually talking to him right now in my position that I've been in. I had to opt out because of medical reasons. I think it's something that's very similar for him. We've mm -hmm. seen players opt out for social justice. I'm here for that. We've seen players opt out due to safety concerns. You know, with coronavirus, I understand that. And for me, I think people were supportive of my decision the way, same way people will be supportive of his is because they know my journey with injuries. They know his journey with injuries. And, um, you know, through these injuries, we found our strength through that experience. But given the nature of return to play for someone like me and Victor, our bodies are on a different timeline. And I'm lucky to have teammates and a team and a coach. I can listen. Derek Fisher, Michael Fisher, Eric Holloman, 
Danita Johnson, a real support system that understood and wholeheartedly supported me through that decision-making process. So I can't say how much I appreciate that. I understand why Victor made his own choice. And I think it's a smart move because we all know what he's capable of. He is an all-star. He is a star for years to come. And I think it's better to be safe in this instance. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's been a long road back for both of you. No need to swerve off of that road now. Uh, I want to get back over to the, what we talk about at the top of the show about the Clippers shutting down their practice facility. Now, according to multiple reports, the Miami Heat have done the same after a second unnamed player tested positive for oh. COVID-19. Remember, Derek Jones Jr. had tested previously positive last week. The Heat say they will not practice again until they travel to Orlando. And this also just in, guys, Mark Spears reporting that the NBA and the Players Association have agreed on the social justice messages that can be used on the backs of jerseys. They will be able to wear the pre-approved messages in place of their last names the first four days of the restart and will be able to submit two different choices for approval so they each get two. After those four days, players can continue to wear messages, but these will sit above their last name. Here is a list of some of the approved messaging that was agreed on between the league and the union. Black Lives Matter, say their names, vote, I can't breathe, how many more, speak up, anti-racist, so many more there. Paul, what do you think of this development? Does it feel limiting or like an opportunity? It's an opportunity. I mean, this is what the players had talked about, you know, either going to the bubble, bubble further in their further in their action uh, on social injustice, and they're being allowed to by Adam Silver with their jerseys. And so, you know, I'm really happy that they're allowing this. You know, we have a commissioner that, that's really concerned about the, the social injustice that's going on in America. And so, you know, this is great. The WNBA is probably likely to do the same. Never forget the women. We're shouting out Breonna Taylor. I saw your post, Rachel. So I think this is something that will happen for the women as well. Yep, and again, like so many points, the WNBA players were the first ones to have the shirts make this an issue, and we will watch what they're doing. Thank you so much, Cheney, Malika, Kenny Smith, Paul. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today.